Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. I came across an article that talks about nine things that we should never say to our children at mealtime, and that's what we're going to talk about. Maybe one, maybe two of those weren't bad, but for the most part, when it comes to telling our kids what they should eat, how they should eat, when they should eat, the amount that they should eat, that we shouldn't have a part in that, that, that seems a little silly to me because they don't know. They're not born with this all-encompassing knowledge of how to guide and conduct their lives. That's why they have us. If you're a dad who wants to embrace your God-given mission, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also get more content on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want even more than that, then head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com. So before we jump to the article, I think it's really smart for us to just revisit who we are as dads and what it is we're doing as fathers. Our mission is to equip and to disciple our children to be a part of God's mission in a greater capacity than ourselves. All of us as dads want our kids to grow up and to be bigger and better than we ever will be. God wants to partner with us in this process. He gives us these children. He places them into our hands as gifts and partners with us so that we can raise them and disciple them into His image and not our own. And as dads, remember, we're not dictators. God doesn't even function as a dictator. So we have no reason to think that we can be the dictator. We don't know everything. We don't even have it in us to direct our own path. So it'd be a very foolish idea to think if we can't do it for ourselves, well, maybe we can do it for our kid. That's dumb. And so that's not what we do. We guide our kids. We point them in a good direction. We point them to God. God takes it from there and defines the path. He directs them on the path and the way that they should go. We point them in a good direction. We're pointing them to God. But in order to do that, in order to be the leader that we are as the Father and take advantage of these opportunities to give and to serve and to guide our children, we have to use our voice. We have to model a lifestyle that creates this model for our children to look at so that they can follow that as they grow and mature themselves. We have to give them direction. Our children need our parental authority. Kids are not born with all knowledge. They know that they are hungry, and they know that poop is uncomfortable. And that's about as much as they know when they're born. We take it from there, and we teach them everything else that they're going to know. Everything that they're going to learn, we should have a hand in that. That's where we take it. I saw an interview on TV years ago about a woman claiming that parents should ask their babies permission before they change their diapers. Now, that is entirely ludicrous because babies don't have the ability to communicate a yes or a no, and parents don't speak goo goo gaga. So this is a really bad model for parenting, but this is what some people advocate that we shouldn't exercise parental authority, that we should just allow our kids to do what they feel or what they want to do and give them no guidance or direction along the way. And that's kind of what this article does. But I just wanted to remind you, going into this article, that you are in your children's life for a reason. They are in your life for a reason. You are a disciple 
raising another disciple. You have to use your voice. You have to use your example and lifestyle. You have to use the tools that God has given you to guide and raise your children the right way, a good way. You've got to be involved in their life. You've got to be involved in their development. So let's jump to the article. Nine things that we should never say to our kids at mealtime. The first one, finish your broccoli. Then you can have dessert. Now, here's what gets me about this. Here's the reason that they say you should never say this. You're getting your kid to eat the broccoli, but not because their body wants it. I think about myself personally and what my body wants. I love seafood. I could eat gumbo and jambalaya and crawfish and catfish and shrimp all day long. My body often tells me that it wants steak. It also tells me that it likes cake and brownies. It especially tells me that it wants some Bluebell homemade vanilla ice cream. But if I only listened to what my body told me it wanted me to consume, I would probably have a much more difficult time getting up and down the stairs in my home. I probably wouldn't be able to wear a medium. If I just listened to what my body told me it wanted, if I just followed whatever the craving was in the moment, I would not have the lifestyle that I have right now. In fact, I would be much more miserable and have a load more of health issues. Now, I don't want that. And so what do I choose to do as an adult? I choose to not just eat the things that my body craves. I use some wisdom. I try to balance my diet. I don't love broccoli, but I will eat it. I don't love asparagus, but I'll eat it. It can taste good. It will never taste as good as the steak that it accompanies, but I will eat it because I know I don't just need to eat one certain thing, especially when it comes down between broccoli and dessert. If given the opportunity to ask myself what my body wants, broccoli or dessert, in a hundred different instances, it would be zero times broccoli, 100 times dessert. So the fact that we should never tell our kids that they should finish their broccoli so that they can have dessert, I think is ludicrous. Why would we not speak into our children's life when they don't know how to eat properly, when they don't know how to balance their diet? Why is it wrong for us to give them that guidance? We need to give them the guidance. So the first point is really dumb. Next thing we should never say. That's enough pasta. Eat some more fruit instead. Again, balancing the diet. If all you ever cook at home is pasta, if you're Italian to the core and that's all you ever eat, then I understand that's all you ever eat. But we have to be wise as fathers and as parents. This is a good thing to partner with your wife on unless you're just exclusively the chef in your home. I would imagine that you're partnered with your wife in this and she might even take majority of this workload. But when it comes to meals, when it comes to the food that you have in your home, diversify it. Don't just buy pasta when you go to Costco or Walmart or Target, wherever you choose to shop, Aldi, Aldi all day over here. Don't just buy one item. Diversify the things that you eat in your home. If you give your kids a diversity of options, they will probably balance their diet naturally. If you buy multiple different snacks that they can consume that are good for them, if you buy different vegetables, if you buy different types of protein, if you buy just an eclectic grouping of foods, 
and not just one type or another type, just they have two options and that's it. If you actually use some wisdom, half of the stuff in this article is pointless. So I guess this is for a small percentage of parents who just, I guess, don't care about their family or their home or their kids. But the idea that you have to tell you that it's bad for you to say that's enough pasta, eat some more fruit instead, that you should never say that, you need to give that guidance as a father. Your kids need to know how to balance their diet. They ought to see you mirroring that for them, and then they should follow it themselves. But if they don't, this is where we use our voice. God's given it to us for a reason. We are supposed to use it. Number three, look who finished cleaning their plate first. Now this one, I can understand. We have to be very cautious as dads not to create competition out of everything. I've been guilty of this, and if you do this, I'm not going to say that this is even a bad thing to do. I think there's a better way to do it. And you should just think about what you're turning into a competition and if you're actually crafting it the right way. So the objective when our kids are eating food is not to see who finishes the food first. It's just to see that they finish the food. So the praise that you give to the child who finishes their plate first is the same praise that you should give to the child who finishes their food next and next. And depending on how many kids you have, next and next and next. If they finish the food, they have done a great job. That's the competition. Who can finish their food? Not about when, but who can do this task? So make sure when you actually create competitions in your home that you do them where you have the right objective at the core of the competition because you can create a ton of mess. And I've done this with buckling up in the car where there are winners and losers and there's a fiasco that I have to try and mitigate and resolve for the next five minutes. So lessons learned from experience. Be careful in making everything a competition. So with this one, I actually do see some merit. Don't make it about who can finish their plate first. You just want the kid to finish. Make sure you have the right objective at the core if you're going to blanket it in a competition. Number four, don't waste food. I, I don't know anyone who would not say this personally. Now, this is kind of under the context of letting your child pour their own mountain of cereal. So this is only for the dads who constantly sit on the couch and have no participation in their children's life. If this is you, then yeah, you probably don't have the right to say don't waste food. But for the rest of us who are actually involved in the parenting process and who are actually happy to be on this journey of fatherhood, you should play a part in helping your kids understand how to portion out their food. I let my son pour his own milk. I let my son make his own bowl of cereal in the morning. And he is six, but he has seen how I have portioned out his cereal for him for a very long time prior to him doing it himself. He knows what to do because he has seen it done for him time in and time out. So if you model this and you give guidance, this is kind of dumb. Now, I think it's okay for us to tell our kids not to waste the food if we have played a part, especially if we have played a part in portioning out their meal. If you know your kid doesn't like broccoli, they'll eat it, but they don't like it, but you still want them to have some of it because you want the balance in their diet, and you give them two pieces of broccoli, yeah, it's okay to say, don't waste the broccoli. It's two pieces. Eat it first, and then eat the delicious whatever else is on your plate after, and you won't even remember that you ate it. Be wise in how you do this, 
But to tell your kids not to waste food, waste is not a good thing. Why would we advocate for waste? Not so smart. Here's the other one. You have to try one bite. Now, this is not a hill that I'm going to die on. I do think that we should encourage our kids to try new things. Because like the old expression goes, you never know till you try. Our kids, which funny story that I will not tell, but my wife, <laughs> my wife got my son to try broccoli for the first time. And after he finally tried it, he loved it. And still to this day, when it comes out of the oven and it's sitting on the kitchen island, fresh, hot, and on the pan, he will sneak by. He will grab a couple pieces, shove them in his mouth, and he'll keep making a few rounds around the kitchen. Jojo, the youngest, she will now do this too. Once we finally got her to try broccoli, that's all she'll eat. If we prepare broccoli with a meal, it doesn't matter what the meal is. She will leave the table to constantly eat the broccoli off of the pan on the kitchen island. So you should try to get your kids to eat something, to try it at least once. If they don't like it, they don't like it. They tried it. Try it again a few years down the road if you're really that passionate about whatever that piece of food is. But if they don't like it, they don't like it. But if they do like it, well, this is great. And you praise that and you reward it. Do something to incentivize them trying something. You're teaching some lessons here that are bigger than just trying a piece of food. You're teaching them to overcome some fear and to overcome this, I don't know what this is like, so I don't want to experience it. You're, you're helping them in a bigger way. So to say that it's bad, that we should never say this to our kids, that you have to try one bite, don't shove it down their face, but encourage them to try something. If anyone is going to be able to encourage them to try something, it should be the people that they are most comfortable with, that they trust the most. should be you, should be their mom. So yes, have them try one bite of whatever it is. The next one, French fries will make us fat or French fries are bad for us. Everything in moderation. If all you eat is French fries, then yes, this statement is probably true, but they don't want you to make your kids think of food as being good or bad. And I understand that. I don't think French fries are just inherently evil. They are pretty delicious. And if that's all you eat, then yeah, the reality is, is you will probably get fat, especially if you have no physical activity paired with your diet. And that's very important. When you're talking about a balanced diet, you should also couple in your physical activity into that. So if you're not teaching your kids to get out and play, or you're not getting out and playing with them, and all you do is allow them to eat french fries, this is a bad thing to do. I don't think you should tell your kids that french fries are bad for you. If all they eat, too many french fries can be bad for you, but too many of basically anything can be bad for you. And french fries will make you fat if you just eat too many of them and you don't have any sort of physical activity that accompanies that. So, again, there's some context that has to be laid to actually make this make some sense. The next thing, let's move on. You can have as many Brussels sprouts as you want. They're clean, good, and healthy. And so this goes into the whole making food, whether it's good or bad. Again, same as the last one, everything in moderation. I wouldn't suggest a diet of only Brussels sprouts. I think that would be foolish. So just because something is good for you, it's usually good for you in moderation. 
Moving on. I was good today, so I deserve a second helping. Now, this is something that they're saying that you as the father or the mother would say, I was good today, so I deserve a second helping. I don't know that I've actually ever heard anyone say anything like this. If this is in the context of I ate good today, so I can eat a lot more, then maybe that's what they're talking about. Now, if good today means, hey, I didn't have lunch today, so I'm going to eat two portions at dinner, I don't see what's wrong with that. I don't see the problem with saying I was good today, so I'm going to eat a second helping. If you're hungry, then eat. I almost feel like this is making something out of nothing. The next one. I ate cookies earlier, so I'm only going to let myself have salad now. And this is just tied into the whole thing that we started with with broccoli and dessert. I ate cookies earlier, so I'm only going to let myself have salad now. We make cookies out to be good or bad or salad out to be good or bad. If you ate cookies for lunch and that's all you ate, does that stand a reason that you should just eat more cookies for dinner? And if all you ate for any of your meals yesterday was cookies, shouldn't you just eat more cookies the next day? This is like dumb reasoning to me, and I, I can't really follow it, and I don't really understand it. If you eat something, why would you not want to balance out your diet? So if you've got sweets, and you got lots of sweets earlier, and you want to balance that out with some fruits and vegetables later, balance it out. Why is it bad for us to tell our kids to try and balance out their diet? If you just step out of your kid's life when it comes to what they eat and their physical activity, and you never give them guidance on the things that are going to help them grow and mature and be strong and be healthy, then that's up to you. Don't be surprised when their life is miserable when they're an adult. Use your voice as a father, speak into your children's life, and tell them, look, you had four pounds of cookies for lunch. You don't need another cookie for dinner. There's no problem with us speaking into our children's lives. Again, that one's kind of ridiculous. And that's the last one. Imagine that. I ate cookies earlier, so I'm only going to let myself have salad now. Apparently, this is a bad example that we can set for our kids. Here's the reality. Our kids need our voice. They need our direction. These things that we should never say to our kids at mealtime basically is an article that says we shouldn't tell our kids what to do. It's kind of what it sounds like. Maybe one, maybe two of those weren't bad. But for the most part, when it comes to telling our kids what they should eat, how they should eat, when they should eat, the amount that they should eat, that we shouldn't have a part in that, that, that seems a little silly to me because they don't know. They're not born with this all-encompassing knowledge of how to guide and conduct their lives. That's why they have us. So there are some things that you need to tell your kids in lots of areas, but for this episode specifically, and the things they eat. Yes, you should set a good example. If all you eat is cake and ice cream you can't be the coach because that's not what you are as a dad. You can't be the coach that says, you shouldn't do that. It's not good for you. You should do this instead. But then you're just throwing down all the cake and ice cream and cookies on the other end. That's not, that's not good. That's not being a father. 
father is someone who sets an example. A father is someone who leads the home in action, and not just in word alone. So use your lifestyle, use your voice. Don't be ashamed when you read stuff like this and who you are as a dad. Don't let this cause you to think, well, maybe I should just let my kids do what they want to do because that's what their body tells them. We all know that if we gave into cravings and that we only did what we wanted to do when we wanted to do it, life would essentially be meaningless. We would have nothing of value in our life if we only ever did what felt good and comfortable. And we have to guide our kids and help them understand these things when they are in our care so that when they step out of our care and they are adults and they are on their own, that they make good decisions and that they fulfill the mission of what we're trying to do as dads, that they are equipped and they are discipled and they are a part of God's mission and they're doing it in a bigger and greater way than we ever did. That's what we're trying to do. So you've got to use your voice. You've got to use your example. Be involved in your kids' lives in lots of different areas, including what they eat, including when they get out and play. And it's fun if you get out and play with them too. So nine things that you should never say to your kids at mealtime. I would probably take that with a grain of salt. Or if your body wants lots of grains of salt, I guess, I guess that's okay too. This is Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thank you so much for being with me. And I hope you will join me next time. Thank you again for listening to Fathering Our Future. If this episode has served you or you believe it will serve another dad in the future, make sure that you leave a like, a comment, a review, or share this so that it can reach another dad. And so that you don't miss out on another episode, make sure you subscribe to Father in Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, for more great content, head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com.